Good evening to everyone. Just want to talk to you a few minutes about worship. You know, what is worship? How do we worship? You know, the basic definition of worship is to show reverence and adoration. When we say, when we say worship, most of the times we envision people singing God's praises, and that's certainly a part of worship. We also think of prayers of thanksgiving and gratitude, and that too is also a part of worship. If we look at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, therefore by him, and the him here is Jesus, therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And that is worship, but there's more to it, right? Jesus said this to the Samaritan woman at the well in John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. See, the Samaritans and the Jews, they disagreed over where they should be worshiping, whether in Jerusalem or up on the mountain. But the Lord is explaining that it's not a matter of a certain place or a certain time as far as worship goes. Jesus repeats what he tells her. Pay attention to it. Twice he says we need to worship in spirit and in truth. And he tells us that God the Father is seeking people to do that. Now, if we look at these scriptures here, Proverbs chapter 21, verse 3, to do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. We can get an idea. We can start to get an idea of true worship to be in right standing with God, you know, to do righteousness, to have him as our father and our guide, to do as he would have us do, to live with integrity and fairness. Those are more important than rituals. We can't just go to church a few times a week. We need to be living properly every day. And it must come from our heart. If we look at Hosea chapter 6, verse 6, For I desire mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. God wants us to show love and kindness and forgiveness to others. And he wants us to have knowledge with him, to have that real relationship with him every day. And that means having the Father in the center of our lives, to grow in the Lord's likeness, to change our heart, to be more like his heart. And Jesus, he shows us the heart of a servant filled with love for others, in a very human way, you can look at John chapter 13, verses 12 through 17. So when he had washed their feet, speaking of the disciples, right? He washed their feet. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. 
For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Jesus, the Son of God, the most powerful human and truly divine human, the only divine human I'm aware of, sets the example. Humble service is our call. And if you notice in verse 17, he says, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Now, this isn't meant to be an example as in we need to go out and start washing each other's feet. This is just about serving and helping others. He's setting the example of even within the congregation or without that we should be serving and helping others. Paul puts it this way in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And this also means we have to have self-control and discipline. We can't really just do anything we want and fulfill any desires we have. We need to have the heart of a servant like Jesus did. To put others first and serve them, that is the sacrifice and worship we are called to. These are the actions of faith that we discussed in James even. And it's not always easy. We have to work on it. Life is a struggle, and these things do not always come natural to us. A few other scriptures, if we look at these scriptures, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, now, this is from Paul. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And then in Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, he has a very similar uh, saying here. He says, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, do all. In other words, we are to live our lives in worship, always revering and adoring God and acknowledging the Father for all he does for us in everything we do. True worship is reflected in our, in our attitude, our mercy, and our judgment, or sometimes our lack of judgment, our love of God, and our love of others. Worship is living every day and doing everything with God in mind, following his morals, his love, and his mercy, always acknowledging him as our source. And it is to have the heart of the Lord Jesus and to follow his example. With that in mind, we have set this time aside as a service to anyone who would have any need. We are a family here and we are here for each other. If anyone here is in need of anything or would like the prayers of the congregation, please come forward as we stand and sing.